Welcome to the C Word Podcast. I'm your host, Beck Hughes. This is where creative meets business. Here we explore what it takes to harness your creative gifts and turn them into a thriving business. You can have a brand and business that allow you to create work that feels amazing to call yours, have clients you love serving, and live a life that feels like the only place you want to be. Hello, my lovely, and happy new year. Welcome to the C Word Podcast. Here we are, the start of another year. Where do they go? And whilst I am weaning myself off the pressure of grand declarations and resolutions, I've talked about that a little bit recently, that I don't necessarily want to feel the pressure of those big commitments or having to create goals that I've got to stick to although I think it's important to stick to your goals, but I also think they can be fluid and they can change. But I do love pondering and just defining one particular thing each January. And I start to mull over that thing in December and I aim to commit in the first week of January. So here I am committing to my word of the year. And today's podcast is about why I've chosen this word, but also why I do this each year and what the past few years' words have been too, just in case you're interested to know. Now, before we dive in, I would love to know if you have a word for the year. Is this something that you do too? Let me know. Maybe send me a DM on Instagram would be the best place or send me an email And let me know what you've chosen and and what it means to you as well. Because I think very often choosing a word for the year, certainly for me, it's really something that captures a lot of things that I want to focus on or it crystallizes something that is an important driving force or a vision for me. And therefore, I think it's open to interpretation. It's what you take as the meaning for you from the word that you choose. It's not necessarily the dictionary definition. So let me know. Or maybe you don't do it at all. Maybe you think it's an absolutely ludicrous idea. (laughs) I'd be super interested to know if that's your perspective and why too. Because I'm keen to know different perspectives, what other people think. Because this year for me is all about the new and the unknown and exploring uncharted territory. So there you go. There's a little clue for you on what my word might be. So look, let's dive in. Okay, so my word for the year. Well, I'll tell you straight off the bat. I won't leave you guessing. My word this year is intrepid. And I'll get into why in more detail a bit later on, why I've chosen that particular word for me. But first, I wanted to touch on why I do it, why it's a practice I love, um, and there are a few reasons for that. I think the main reason of why I love the concept and really subscribe to the concept of picking a word for the year is that it's so simple and it's so succinct. And that is something that I particularly love, being very simple and Cutting to the chase, getting to the point, is something I do in all parts of my business. It's something that is important to me when I work with my clients in brand terms, taking something quite complex, lots of layers, lots of messaging, and distilling that down into a really clear, succinct brand. But I also just love simplicity in everything that I do. 
I work very hard to make things simpler. And when things do get complicated or messy, I think having that word, and look, it could be a concept, it could be a theme, but it's having something very simple, very clear. And I think what that does for me is cut through a lot of the poo. A lot of the stuff, when things get really confusing, when they become overwhelming, that's when I find something very simple, very clear to be a real benefit to me. I think it sets the tone for my year, what I want to focus on, how I want my year to pan out in a much better way than, say, a long-winded plan or a mission statement or anything like that, which can sometimes feel very hard to nail down when you deal with lots of different concepts, lots of different ideas, lots of things you want to do. It can then be very hard to use that as your guide for the year, where one word, one concept or one theme can, again, just cut through a lot of that long-windedness. And I think having that word can really capture your personality, a style, a mood. I work quite hard, let's say, to choose a word that I think captures my own personal brand, but also my brand to my clients and really how I want to be perceived and how I want to feel. So I don't just pick the word because of its meaning. I also pick it because of its tone. What's the nuance? How does it feel? What does it say about who I want to be and what I want my brand to be and how I want to interact in my business? So I love that it captures a style and a mood. And I think the other thing for me is it just, it guides decision-making. So it really drives how I want to behave, what my actions will be, what I will focus on, what I will say yes, and what I will say no to. So it's really a compass for the whole year. When I'm not sure, when I'm in indecision, I feel like I can look back to my word, reach back to that, and let that guide my decision-making, give me some more clarity. So I think that's why I love it. I just love the simplicity. I love that it can set a tone and a mood. And I love that it can be a reference point for all of the things that I'm going to do, how I want to behave, what my decision making will be for the year. It's a touchstone that I can always go back to. So I wanted to talk as well a bit about my past words that I've chosen and why I chose those and I suppose how they shaped up in the year that I had. So I started doing this not that long ago. I've only been choosing a word for a few years. 2020 was the first year that I decided that I was going to have a word for the year. I don't know why I did it. I just maybe probably saw somebody on Facebook or Instagram talking about it and decided, oh, I love that idea. That's something I wanted to do. So the previous five years, I'd probably just really been in, can I say beast mode, where I was just building the business, growing, surviving sometimes, evolving, and really just finding out who I wanted to be in business, what I wanted to do, what I wanted my business to look like. And really that was an evolution of five years. I started off small, testing the water, and that grew and evolved over five years. So as I was starting my sixth year in business, I decided on the word disruptive. I don't know if this is somewhat ironic, maybe, given what 2020 ended up being. And the reason that I chose that word in particular was that I wanted to explore and challenge more 
in particular around the way that I approached brand strategy. Also in the way that I approached my business, like I said, I've been in a lot of flux, a lot of evolution, ups and downs in my business to that point. So I really wanted to challenge the status quo in 2020. And ironically, the whole status quo of everything was challenged, right? So maybe there's some kind of, there was something prophetic in the choice of that word. Now, I did look up what disruptive means, like dictionary definition, to remind myself. And it says, causing radical change in an existing industry or market through being innovative. And that's what I wanted to do. I just wanted to challenge the way that I was doing things, the way I was doing things compared to my peers, and just really think outside of the square and think about how I wanted to do business. And in particular, how I wanted to approach brand strategy for my clients. So of course, there's an accepted way of doing brand strategy. I had worked in that field for a long time. I was using a lot of the tools and the ways that it had been done in agencies I'd worked in but I wanted to challenge myself more and look at what worked about that but what I wanted to change and tweak to suit the kinds of clients the small businesses that I was working with because I felt like I just wanted to make brand strategy more functional more usable for those businesses so really that was what I wanted to focus on. I also wanted to challenge my clients to be braver. I wanted to push them harder in the area of brand to do more in their businesses. And I wanted to step up in that way. And that's really what I did in 2020. I worked a lot on my own approach to brand and developing my own methodology around that, which I've continued to evolve and tweak since then. But that was quite pivotal in the way I saw myself and the way I did business. Then 2021, when we all just sort of crept into the new year, thinking what's going to happen here. In 2021, my word was alignment. And I think, again, I'd spent a year just really exploring, changing things, making lots of I suppose, disruptive changes in the way I did business, who I work with, the way I approach my clients. And I'd probably taken on over the six years that I'd then been in business, lots and lots of layers in how I operated. I was doing lots of different services, some that I loved, some that I just didn't actually love. At the start of that year, for me, what I wanted to do is really just come back to my core, come back to myself and realign in my business. And one of the big things there was to simplify. Like I said, that's something that I value highly, things being simple, and just come back to what I love, what I did best. And I just wanted to have essentially a bit of a clear out in my business, but also just focus on and think about what was aligned to me. I I knew that there were parts of my business that didn't feel aligned, And I wanted to spend some time focusing on those and letting some stuff go. And I'll give you an example. So I had started working with a lot of long-term clients, not a lot, but there was a good few, helping them with their social media ongoing. But I didn't love doing that. It's not my core skill set. I just didn't want to continue it. So in that year, one of the things I did was realign there and really let go of some of that work or all of that kind of work and help those clients move on and find others who could help them going forward with like their social media management. So I had a real deep dive, 
some soul searching and readdressed my business and really went back to my core, which was a brand, brand creation, brand strategy. And then 2022, which is the year we've just had, my word in 2022 was audacious. And the dictionary definition of audacious is showing a willingness to take surprisingly bold risks, showing an impudent lack of respect. And that that second line is probably why I chose that word. Because like I said, I love a word that for me reflects who I want to be in that year and what I want my brand and my personal brand personality to be. And something that feels aligned to me. And that idea of just being a little bit irreverent, being a bit cheeky, challenging the status quo was appealing to me. It felt like a good fit for me. And that's what I wanted last year to be about. I wanted to be bold, to be honest, to give less F-U-C-Ks. Because I realized that there were some things in my business that were holding me back, in particular how I saw myself, how I'd been reluctant to be visible, how I had definitely held back in sharing my point of view, maybe connecting with and working with the kinds of people that I really wanted to work with, which was other creatives like me. And there were some things in my personal life too that I felt like I just wanted to do differently. And one of those things was to sell up in Sydney, move interstate and start a new life. So the word audacious for me was how I wanted to show up last year. And that is very much how I did show up last year. We did the move. I started this podcast, which for me was very gutsy and audacious. I changed my business model. So I still work with clients in brand, but now I work with creative business owners, other creatives like me, to mentor them and support them in their own business, whether that's one-on-one or through the Creative Value Incubator, my group program. So last year was definitely quite an audacious year for me. And I feel really good about that. I feel like I did begin to live that and certainly begin to work on my mindset around caring less about what other people think of me, particularly the people that don't, whose opinion really isn't important, right, in my day-to-day. Of course, there are people who I value their opinion, but I wanted to focus on those people and not worry about the rest. So on to this year and what I've chosen this year. So I said I chose intrepid. Part of the reason that I chose that word is because in some ways I wasn't done with audacious. I still felt like I was getting started with that tone and that attitude that I wanted to have in my business, you know, caring less about what people thought, speaking up more, sharing my point of view more, pushing and challenging myself to do more in terms of being bold, taking risks. But I didn't want to repeat the same word, right? You've got to kind of keep reinventing and do something new. So I wanted a theme, I wanted a word that felt like a continuation of audacious. So I kicked around a few options, but then I landed on intrepid because intrepid felt like the continuation of what I had done next year. It was the next level, the next step in what I want to do in my business. And intrepid dictionary definition is about being fearless, being adventurous. But also what I did love, because like I said, I do love something that's got a bit of 
quirkiness, a bit of personality, something that I can really buy into and relate to and feel like it's a good reflection of me and my personality. So intrepid can also be used for humorous effect, you know, an intrepid traveler. So it can be a little bit tongue in cheek too. And I like that because I like to have fun. I like to be cheeky. I love to have a laugh and a joke. So I felt like it was just the perfect word for me and what I want to do this year. Because this year, 2023, is for me about doing even more new, trying more new things, being really inquisitive, looking at new opportunities, uncharted territory, and really challenging the limits and the boundaries. So challenge my own limits and my own boundaries that I might have set for myself and really scrutinizing them. Am I still holding myself back? Are there things that I want to do that I'm not doing because I'm afraid, I'm scared, essentially. So I want to push myself more and scrutinize myself more in that way. And I want to do bigger and bolder things in my business. There's more about my business model that I want to change. I want to continue doing brand strategy work because I love it. But I want to work with lots more creatives. I really want to extend that part of my business, expand there and just have a much bigger community of creatives around me because I love working with other creatives. They are my people, my humans. And I feel at my best when I'm talking to and sharing war stories and just connecting with other creatives because they're so relatable to me. We think the same things. We feel the same things. We've probably gone through a lot of the same things. So being a mentor to to designers and to creatives is where I want to push myself and be even more intrepid next year. And then what I also want to do is work with people who also want that in their business. So they want to push themselves further, be braver, be more adventurous. And so I want to be that person for them to live it and try it and encourage them to live it and try it too. So we kind of can do it together. We can be intrepid together. That is the word I've landed on. I love it. I'm excited about it. I'm excited what it means for me this year. And I can't wait to share more. Maybe I'll do a half year check-in of how I'm going with the word intrepid. Am I really living it? Do I need to give myself another push and remind myself at that half year point? So look out for that podcast too. So like I said, let me know. Am I ridiculous? Do you hate the idea of a word for the year? Let me know why, because I think it's awesome. But I'm open to what other people think. Or if you've got a word, please let me know. I would love to know what it is. And I would love to know why you chose it and what it means to you. Now, before you go, I just want to let you know, if you are in the mood for a bit of intention setting, getting yourself set up for 2023 and starting to plan ahead and think about what your year is going to look like, then come and join me. Week commencing the 30th of January, I'm going to be doing a week of intention setting. It's a five day, we'll call it a challenge whatever you want to call it. It's five days working together to really set intentions for the year to come. Not goals, intentions. I'm all about intentions this year. Goals, I think, put too much pressure on everyone and it can be very hard to set goals for a whole year. But what I want to do is work on my rule of one, which is one aspiration for the year turned into one quarterly ambition. 
and then how that can be broken down into your aims and your actions. Not loads and loads of goals, loads and loads of smart, in inverted commas, goals or tasks or any of that kind of stuff, but just keeping it really simple. Come and join me. Head over to beckhughes.com forward slash one. Sign up. It's not a huge commitment of time. It'll probably be about 30 to 40 minutes a day, Monday to Thursday. And then we'll have a little regroup and reflection on the Friday. So if you feel like setting goals or setting intentions a bit differently this year, then let's do it together. It's a free challenge. And I would love for you to come and do it with me. Have an amazing day. Enjoy the rest of your week. Happy New Year again. And I can't wait to chat to you again soon. Bye, gorgeous. Thank you so much for joining me, Beck Hughes, on the C Word podcast. If you like what you heard, subscribe, leave a review, and share with your friends and business buddies who might like to listen in too. The music for this podcast is by Red Productions on Pixabay.